0: Okay, so <laughs> we're back with the juicy bits with Lilith Carey. So let me start by thanking you, all of you Patreon supporters who are here for the all the extra goodness. So uh, if you were just listening to our full podcast, then you heard all the great stuff about Lilith and you already know about her. But now we're going to get into the real fun.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had to hold back there just a little bit. I kept going off the deep end. I was like, oh, it in just a little bit, Reel That's it in.
0: Okay. I mean, we were talking about penis parades. So there's that. Which is
1: technically, culturally, like, accurate. So, I, I mean,
0: I you realize should, that I will be Googling this the second we are done. Yeah, this morning, like, YouTube right? like, should have a with everything that about penis thing. <laughs> Is it really called a penis parade? It doesn't have a bad like, I mean, can't we call it like a cock march or something? Like, I feel like it needs something better than penis parade.
1: I don't know. That's all she told me that it was called like (laughs) it was called a penis parade. She was literally like, you know, because of course they were military. And she's like, it's nothing like going going into town, and they've got it blocked off, and you see giant inflatable penises and people with penis flags and everything else just walking down the street. And I'm like, what? Like they do seriously. Yes. The body is very widely worshipped in Japan, which yeah, I think is awesome because I'm like, right. if, you, if you make it like it's not a big deal, like, like not so much like teaching, you know, the younger generation, but if you make it where it's not a big deal and you just have, you know, it's kids are going to grow up. They're not going to care. They're just like, whatever.
0: Exactly. Like it's, it's just normal. It needs to be part of normal conversation. It's, it's a human body. Like I don't, that's mm-hmm. one of the things that I struggle with. I mean, obviously I have got little kids at home too. And I've got a son who thinks that like anything like remotely butt related or funny. <laughs> is junk, like it's just hilarious. And he just keeps going on. And my husband, is basically a grown child and like laughs. And I'm like, you have to stop. Like, this is not, this is not funny. This is not funny. This is just (laughs) literally part of your body. Like, why do you think this is so funny? I mean, he's the kid and my husband is the man that you're like, well, I really was going to go to the grocery store, but you said, but, you know, it's like one of those. (laughs) Most men don't grow out of these things. But no,
1: no, I've seen my uncles that are kind of just like, you know, yeah. Certain yeah, <laughs> things and I'm Whatever. just like, really? Like, really? <laughs> Even cousins. I look at my cousins who are old and they're grown men and the things that come out of their mouth. And I just look at them and I'm like, and they're like, what? You write about that kind of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, well, I know that. But like, your mom's right. like standing right there, right there. <laughs> Like, your mom's right there. What are you doing? You're and he's scared. like, I don't care. I'm just Wait like, on. oh. I guess, though, when you when you raise three boys like she did, you get used she to has us. seen it all. She has seen yeah. it all. She has heard it all. And I'm just like, oh, whatever floats your boat, man. You know? It is what it is. I mean, I've had my moments with my oldest where she's come out and asked me questions. Like, I I didn't know what the show Euphoria was. I didn't, I didn't oh. know what it was. And so she came and she was like, Hey, can I watch this show? And I was like, What's about? She's like, Oh, it's like a teen soap drama thing or whatever. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. I didn't know. Like, I, I didn't I only
0: made it through like two
1: episodes and I was like, this is awful. <laughs> well, she comes out like seven episodes deep and goes, <laughs> she goes, I thought, like, why are guys' penises all wrinkly? Like, that's just ugly. And I was like, what? <laughs> she was like it was like this big like i thought they were bigger <laughs> and i'm like what are you watching and she tells me and she's like like you see it Which she likes girls and i'm just like i don't care you know whatever floats your boat right. but she's like mom she's like she's do never they honestly- really like guys after seeing that <laughs> she's like do they honestly think that that's attractive to come out and just be like hey look at this she's like it looks like a little wrinkly mushroom and i was like
0: Oh my God. She's speaking so much truth.
1: I was like, I'm done. She's like, dude, she's like, but seriously answer my question. I was like, I'm done. I can't, I can't. can't." Just give me a minute. I need a break. (laughs) It was literally, it's like 10 o'clock at night. I'm sitting there watching TV, drinking my cup of tea. I've worked all day. And it's the highlight of conversation that she just comes out and is like, mom, can I ask you a question? Why are guys' penises this big? And I was like, what? Like- what?
0: <laughs> no, in reality, they are pretty gross, but when we write about them, we sure make them sound fucking fabulous. Don't exactly, we? exactly. Like no again, one wants to know about the wrinkly really dick hard. when they get out of the shower. What we want to know <laughs> or we want to imagine is what we write in our books, right? <laughs> yes,
1: the ones that are already hard and excited.
0: Oh because
1: those are the ones that are pretty. <laughs> they are. That is true. That is true. I guess it brings a whole new meaning to the summer showers and summer growers, because yeah. she made it very clear. She's like, "This is just disturbing." She's like, "It's yeah. it's not even." She's like, "I don't know." He just walked out, and I was like, "What the fuck are you watching? Like, what are you watching?" I keep and she's like, "Euphoria," she's and I'm teenager. like, "That's what? Why are you watching that?" It has. I was like, "You you would have seen it. Why didn't you turn it off?" And she was like, "I don't know. The plot yeah. line's good," and I was like, "Okay, I got you." I mean, at least she came to you to ask and didn't go
0: to Google. Okay, so I got to know, what is the craziest thing that you've ever had a Google in regards to sex or kink scene while writing a book?
1: I don't know. Mm. I mean, I've had to look up some of these. Oh, you know what? So I was looking, I was in the process of writing a Viking uh, smut book. Ooh, I like that. And it's actually shifters and Vikings and smut all thrown in together. And I, I, I was looking, back and I cannot paranormal. remember what it's called, but there was a torture device that they used back in those days um, that I was like, oh, that looks like I could um, use that for sex. <laughs> Be fun. I remember going and looking up that. Um, and Um Viking like torture like, devices. Yeah, well, so you know how Alexa seems to always want to talk to you when you're not actually talking to her? <laughs> Alexa heard me and then was constantly giving me the definition of what this was, uh, even though I hadn't even asked her what I was looking for. I was talking to myself I while trying it. to look for the name of this device to put in that book, and Alexa... <laughs> Alexa decided to let the entire house know exactly what I was looking for. Oh yeah. This is why my mother unplugs her Alexa at night.
0: Just like, <laughs> Bitch be listening to me.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I mean I like going around and like push the little button that makes it red so it doesn't, it's not supposed <laughs> so to you know, to you. You
0: can't but, hear it. Me. I mean,
1: uh now. All right.
0: So tell us about the smutty scene that you referred to in the podcast and want like some nitty gritty details because you (laughs) you were most proud of it. So I need to know what we were most proud about.
1: (laughs) So by this point, this is at the end of book two. And um, throughout my entire book one that I had, everybody kept expecting to see a scene with all four of them. Um, so there, there is a lot of different, um, aspects of the BDSM world that is within that chapter, but basically the eldest of the four brothers, because it is four brothers that share, it's a set of twins, um, a younger sibling, and then the older sibling, uh, Damien. And he kind of takes control of the situation. And we see the younger uh, sibling James completely have a, um, soft to Dom moment where he is one way one minute and he flips his switch and he's completely different the other, um, where she has basically shackled her, like she's shackled to a bench that has her completely spread open by spreader bars. Um, she, uh, gets, she's, you know, sucking the cock of two of the, you know, each of the twins at the same time. Um, she's getting whipped, she's, you know, she's getting um, toys and other pleasurable devices used on her. I mean, it's kind of like an all for one. I mean, if you can imagine it, it's in that scene. And then, of course, she gets double stuffed at the same time. So, I mean, it's it's very 2,600 words of detail. (laughs) So... Um, but it was probably one of one of the best scenes. I think I most enjoyed that scene simply because I voice text out the entire chapter.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like it was words that came out of your mouth. Yes, it was out of the paper.
1: It, yeah, I mean, I had to go back and in and in, in, in edit, of course, because no matter right. how good these voice text machines are, they're never a hundred percent accurate. But yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was more so my editor's um, reaction to it where she was like, you voice Texas. She's like, Are you serious? And I was like, Yeah, yeah, I did. I did actually. Yeah. She was just, she, couldn't <laughs> she was like, she couldn't believe. She's like, I cannot believe you voice Texas Um and those who have read it were like, Holy shit. This is the so thing. It's I I have a lot of, I mean there's four guys, so she's got to get fucked by, you know at least two at a time multiple times through the book.
0: Um even strange. the Mile
1: High Club scene, she's um she's getting fucked in, in the plane by two guys. Um while they're allowing, you know, another character to like the other people on the plane to hear what they're doing. Widely open where anybody can walk in at any point. Um, that's another thing is the voyeurism aspect of, you know, the the kink community and whatnot. There is a lot of voyeurism that is in that book which of course there's four of them, but it's, it's gotta be done. And there are a lot of moments too where, so the guys, how do I explain this? Okay. So the guys are not just werewolves. They're, they're, um, I'm trying to think of how to say it. Okay, so some of the guys, they have lichen blood in them. So their their mom was a werewolf shifter, but their father was an ancient race of lichens who were thought to have been extinct. They ended up basically getting together, and they had the four boys. Now, the parents died, um, which I can't go into details about that because it'll spoil the book. However. Okay. Um, the twins, once you get to a certain point, certain traumatic things, the lichen inside of you is kind of, it's kind of like having a lichen and a werewolf inside of you. And you can kind of control changing into the werewolf, but the lichen kind of does what he fucking wants. So she does get fucked by the lichens in the story, but they're not like the lichens you would see on like Underworld. They are just enhanced forms of themselves, humanoid figures with the the razor sharp claws, the teeth um so on and so forth because i was like i don't want to get into the whole bestiality of the world because people would kind of take that wrong um you know like we're not trying to hit that mark so they are humanoid (laughs) but they're just more so enhanced so they're not i guess like halfway shifted a lot of other people would call it but it is the lichen essence but yeah she does get fucked by two lichens at the same time multiple times through the story who have different personalities than their human characters
0: so she's not with four. She's with like
1: six. Well, they seven. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> she's like seven. There's more. There's. It just but... depends. It depends on the day of the week. I mean, they. She gets. She. There's a ride. She goes for a ride. She really does.
0: Sounds um, like
1: she's one lucky lady. No, I know she has a. She has a different personality for every day of the week that comes to her. That is, that is awesome.
0: Okay. So where do you do most of your research for this sort of stuff?
1: Um, most of the time I don't. Other times, you know, most of the time is based off of knowledge that I already have. Mm -hmm. Um, other times, I mean, I typically, I could wake up at two o'clock in the morning and have an idea and I'll write the idea down. And then when I go to it, I'm like, okay, well, here's, you know, the basics for this, this, and this. And a lot of times I ask Alexa, or I go to Google.
0: Um, anyway, I do watch a lot of randomly. porn
1: though. So, I mean, yeah. that does help as well. I mean, you, you kind of see it and you're like, Oh, okay. Um, people are kind of like, you watch porn. And I'm like, it's for research purposes. Like once you're in that mindset, it's not like you're getting off from it. Like when yeah, you're no. in that mindset, you can't, a lot of people are like, do you get off on writing your books like this? And I'm like, no, <laughs> not at all.
0: It's technical. So not really.
1: It's a different, completely different mindset. I'm like, no, it's not. Just because I write it doesn't mean that I'm I'm horny 24-7 and looking to jump somebody's bones. Like, no, that's not yeah. how that works.
0: Yeah.
1: Not usually. <laughs> I mean, you I, know, I think nice, I have, but...
0: there's a lot of... um i have taken to porn just for like figuring out if actual positions are possible mm-hmm. because my exactly. poor husband i can't tell you the amount of times i'm like okay so hold on but like if i did this could you do that and he's like <laughs> well, yeah i think so like okay can we can you just turn your show off for a minute and i just need to see it <laughs> it's like what yeah, usually I mean, fully clothed. Let me just disclose fully clothed normally because I'm writing I don't have time for sex But I'm like I need to see like if it actually works or sometimes uh, most recently I was like, okay Listen, I need you to imagine me like 10 years and 100 pounds ago when you met me. Could we have done this that? <laughs> He'd be like, yeah, okay, but now could we still do it now? I like, I think so <laughs> <laughs> so here I am a born up. Curvy girl gets flipped and I'm like just trying to figure it out. Like there's gotta be a way.
1: <laughs> and that's the great thing about like, like I love about the shifter, you know, the shifter society and that because when I write contemporary, I can't have, you know, most normal men are not going to be able to do stuff with curvy women like that. Cause I mean, like me, I'm a curvy woman, and I'm like, there is no way. A man would be able to pick me up. Lift my ass and throw me around. (laughs) Right. Exactly.
0: Exactly. But But there's nothing like a nice primal beast of a man with ultimate strength who could do anything you want them to.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And, you know, and I'm loving the fact I'm a part of like a lot on Facebook, a part of a lot of different groups that do book covers. And I've started to notice that a lot more cover designers are coming out with these curvy, beautiful women for the book covers. And I'm like, yes. I'm like, because guess what? In reality, most of us are not a hundred pounds anymore. Nope. Like I'm not going to blow
0: away in the wind,
1: <laughs> right? Like it's like, do I wish I was a hundred pounds lighter? Absolutely. Am I going to be? Probably not. No. So,
0: well, I'll be honest with you. That's one thing that I've always been jealous of of the fantasy and paranormal world is because they can manipulate the graphics of the characters so much easier mm-hmm. than those of us who write in contemporary. And it is so hard sometimes to find models in the positions you're looking for with the man you want and so forth but i will say even in my genre it is getting better there are tons more out there um, which i think even goes to what we were talking about in the podcast like writing real women who look like real women and have feelings like real women it's it all goes hand in hand yeah so awesome all right, Lilith, I will officially let you go now. I've taken so much time of yours this morning and thank you, thank you, thank you. Now I'm going to go and Google things like penis parade and um, claimed by the wolf. So this was
1: a success. Yeah, I'll, I'll message you what the name of that book, what the author's name of that book is, because it's Perfect. a really good book. It's not super long, but it is a really good book. Um and I was a little shocked that you know it wasn't didn't seem to be as popular. So I don't know if it was just like one of her one offs that didn't go as well as she thought. But this book is fantastic. I definitely hands down tell people should read this book. It is really good. So <laughs> send it to me so and I'll stick it in the it. show
0: notes and on Patreon as well because we've talked enough about it here today. I'm sure more people are going to be <laughs> like me and be like, I'm they're gonna like, be who's the author? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I claimed by the wolf. I have a feeling there's probably multiple books with that title. So we're gonna need the author yeah. name, Lilith. That's your that's your homework,
1: my dear. All right. I will get that over to you.
0: <laughs> all right. Thanks again. This was so much fun. And I will talk to you all soon. All righty. Thanks. Bye.